Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to episode number 27. So this week, I'm going to be talking all about daylight and the sun. We're going to talk about some fun facts about the sun. We're going to talk a little bit about why daylight has such an impact on the earth and the ocean and all the different pieces that tie nicely into that. It's amazing. Every year, obviously, it gets warmer as we approach the summertime and it gets colder as we approach winter, but there's a reason behind all of that. And that's what this entire episode is going to be dedicated to. So I hope you enjoy it. If you're enjoying the podcast, again, I can't encourage you enough. Please be kind enough to give us a positive rating. And when I say us, I know I've said that multiple times. A lot of episodes are just me. It's me talking. But the us behind this is my wife, Jess, who has just uh, been a rock behind this podcast. That's her, her song is the one that you hear being sung, if you didn't know that. Uh, she did the artistic design behind the Obsessed with the Weather logo. So that's what I mean by when I say us. So that's what we're going to be talking about this week, sunlight, daylight, and how it impacts the earth. Episode number 27. I hope you enjoy it. Obsessed with the Weather is brought to you by Birding Citrate. Are you looking for an awesome, outdoor, socially distant, and fun activity to enjoy this spring? Well, if so, join my dad and co-leader Liam Norton as they start the six-part springtime birding class series beginning on April 12th of this year. That's only six days away. Registration closes this Friday, April 9th. To learn more and sign up today, visit birdingsituate.com to get your birding experience started today. Everywhere he goes, people want to know what's the weather, so he tells them. He's obsessed with the weather, any type of weather, he's obsessed. Hi, and welcome to the Obsessed with the Weather podcast, and welcome to episode number 27. I'm your host, Steve McGuire. This podcast is coming to you from the home of some of the world's most diverse weather, Situate, Massachusetts. A reminder to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you're listening to your podcasts on, and visit obsessedwiththeweather.com to find out more about today's episode and other information about the weather. I have a great episode for you today as we talk all about seven awesome facts and characteristics about sunlight and daylight is what we're going to be talking about this week. But first, as always... Our quiz question. So the quiz question is this. There's a time of year when the earth is closest to the sun and a time of year when the earth is further away from the sun. What are the names of those two times of the year? I'm not looking for a season or a, a date. I'm just looking for the actual name of those two events. And what is the what are the approximate distances of the earth from the sun when it's at its closest to the sun and then when it's at its furthest point, what are those ballpark distances in general? So, again, today's episode dedicated to seven kind of awesome facts and characteristics of sunlight and daylight and all the pieces that tie into this. Because, you know, one of the things I teach my high school kids, whether the class be meteorology or astronomy or even ornithology, whatever it is I teach – Without the sun, the sun is the game changer for us here on Earth. So it provides light for us. It provides the life-giving heat that we need. So sunlight is really the difference maker 
for us. The sun is at the perfect distance. We are located, if, and this is a scientific term, we're located in what's called the Goldilocks zone, where we are not too close. We're not too far away. We're not too close to vaporize the, o- the ocean water. And we're not too far away to freeze life on Earth. So that's a really important delineation to have between that. Like we're one of the only places that we know that's so perfectly located to support life. So the sun, I put it, say this all the time, the sun is the game changer for us. Okay, so let's look at fact number one or information number one. Number one, this is incredible. It takes about 100,000 years for the sun's energy at the core of the sun to make it all the way to the outer edge, and then that light heads toward Earth. So when nuclear fusion occurs on the sun in the core of it, and the energy is actually created from the time it leaves the core to the time it leaves the outer photosphere of the sun, that time period takes 100,000 years. How unbelievable is that, right? So when we get sunlight, we're getting sunlight that actually began being generated 100,000 years ago. Okay, fact number two, the sun is so far away from Earth that it takes, and this is what a lot of people know this one, but if you didn't, here's an awesome thing to know. At, at your next dinner party, you can talk about that whenever we're having dinner parties again. The sun is so far away from Earth, it takes eight minutes to reach the Earth. So if the sunset were at 6 p.m., the sun actually set at 552 we're just seeing the light as it makes it as it makes its way through space. So, when the sun's shining outside, you're actually looking back in time eight minutes. How amazing is that, right? So, fact number two about the sun. Number three, and this is really you know, obviously the title of the podcast is obsessed with the weather, but I'm definitely obsessed with all things kind of time and season and all those fun things. Speaking of time and season. You might be able to hear the American Robin that's singing right outside my garage. He's probably sitting on the garage singing. So if you hear that, a bird in the background, that's what that is. So I'm kind of obsessed with with times and seasons and all the fun things that kind of go along with that. And the sun is a big part of that. And this ties in nicely. So the third fact is the highest, most direct noontime sun angle that we get at 42 degrees north. So where this podcast is coming from in situate mass, we're roughly 42 degrees north latitude. The most direct highest noontime sun angle we get here in the situate Boston area is 73 degrees above the southern horizon. And that happens on the summer solstice. So it's people think, oh, at noontime, the sun is always 90 degrees above me. Well, no, actually for all of um, the United States, you'll never have a place in the continental U.S. where the sun will be 90 degrees above you ever. So it's important to keep that in, that piece in perspective. Even if you're in northern Maine, the furthest, one of the furthest north points in the United States, the sun will never be at 90 degrees above you. So the highest it ever gets in the sky is 73 degrees. And then the opposite of that the least direct noontime angle we get of sunlight on the first day of the winter solstice is only 26 degrees above the southern horizon. 
the other thing to kind of note, you notice that I've set Southern Horizon for both of those. If you're in North America, the sun will never be seen in the northern part of the sky, ever. So if you look north and you see the sun in the northern part of the sky and you're in North America, you better let somebody know because something is incredibly wrong. So uh, so the sun's lowest angle is 26 degrees and the most direct angle at noontime is in summer at 73 degrees. And so the best way I can give you this description is that I use this analogy with my astronomy students is it's like a, skipping a rock on water. So think about it. If you are a really good rock skipper, you look for for obviously like round, flat rocks, right? Okay. But the other key thing to getting amazing skips of rocks is the angle in which you throw that rock. So if you throw that rock on a really low angle in, in uh, proportion to the water, you're going to get a whole bunch of skips. That's the sunlight on the fir- on that first day of winter. The sunlight literally comes into the atmosphere and then skips right back out. If you want to be terrible at skipping rocks, you stand directly over the water and throw the rock straight down. Well, that's what we get on the first day of summer. Again, it's not a 90-degree angle, but at 73 degrees, that sun is beating down on the earth. So the angle really makes such a big difference when it comes to heating things up. Okay. Fact number four, so this is amazing. The first day of summer here in North America uh, at our 42 degrees north uh, latitude here in the Boston situate area, the length of our daylight, now remember, this is important to delineate that. It's not the length of day, it's the length of daylight. The length of our daylight is 15 hours and 15 minutes of daylight. Uh, It's also 57 seconds, 15 hours, 15 minutes, 57 seconds is the most we get. And then the other extreme of that is nine hours and five minutes and 37 seconds. That's the least amount of sunlight we get on the first day of winter. That's over a six hour difference between daylight from the first day of winter to the first day of summer. That's incredible, right? Like think about what that difference makes. So the first day of winter, we'll get a sunset at 412 versus the first day of summer where the sunset is around 825 p.m. Just think about what that does for activities and uh, being outside and sports and just general enjoyment of all of that. It's just really incredible. Now, the thing to remember about that is the further north you go the more, and the further south you go, the more and less extreme those numbers become. So if you go further north, you're going to have longer daylight around the first day of summer, and you're going to have shorter daylight around the first day of winter. And then the further south you go, the more balanced those are going to be. Like around the equator, there's typically 12 hours of sunlight and 12 hours of darkness most of the entire year. So just amazing information. Love it. Number five, there are multiple places on Earth that experience long stretches of extreme darkness and extreme sunlight. So the, the place that I've decided to share with you is a little town in the Arctic Circle in a little town called Barrow, Alaska. It's home of the northernmost high school in the United States. Pretty cool little fact, Barrow, Alaska. And their sunrise, this is incredible, 
their sunrise on May 11th. So the sun rises above the horizon on May 11th, and then it will not set again below the horizon for their summer until August 2nd. So let's do that math. May, June, July, and almost into August. It's over three and a half months where the sun never sets. They have the opposite in the winter where the sun will set and then never rise for almost three and a half months. But imagine working, going to school, any of those things in such an extreme environment. So it's really kind of neat to think about all those extremes that the sun impacts. Number six, and this is a big one, starting to impact uh, us in the northern tier right now. The UV index, the ultraviolet index, or the UVI, is what measures the sun's ability to impact human skin. The higher the UV index, the less time it takes for human skin to burn. So a great app that I use for my Facebook group that I start updating relatively soon, uh, usually about mid-May, it's an awesome app, and it's literally called UV Index, and it gives you all of the UV forecast that you could possibly want. So it's worth checking out. And I know that you know this may seem like an obvious fact, but a lot of people don't factor the UVI in when they're setting up their day. Right now, you know, as a fair-skinned person, if I go out on a really sunny day without a hat for half an hour, I'm already going to start turning red, and it's only early April. So it's really important to kind of process the UVI if sunlight impacts you greatly. And finally, this is kind of awesome, our final kind of fact about the sun or characteristic, and I use this with my my students all the time, and I hope it's something that you'll take with you, is a simple quote that the sun always wins. So I say that to my high school kids, and they're like, what are you talking about? The sun always wins means this, through the most extreme winters, where the sun doesn't seem to be effective, the sun will always get higher in the sky, that angle will always warm the earth, and summer will always return to the areas that it normally does. So, you know, in the depths of the natural year, in the middle of winter when it's so cold and there might be lots of snow on the ground and it's just freezing and the wind's coming out of the north, people think, oh my goodness, how is this ever going to get better? The sun always wins. The sun's angle will always go up. I've been in snowstorms in early May thinking to myself, oh my goodness, we're not going to have a summer. Not true. It will always win in the end. The sun is the biggest and most important object that impacts our life on earth. It will always win. It will always make a difference in the amount of daylight and sunlight that impacts us as we move through our day and whatever it is that we're doing. So, That's today's episode, the seven kind of fun characteristics and traits about the sun and daylight. Time for the answer to our quiz question. So remember, the question was, there's a time of the year when the earth is closest to the sun and a time of the year when the earth is further away from the sun. What are the names of those two times of the year and what are the approximate distances? So you can kind of figure out when these times would be, but here is our fun scientific answer that you can share with others. So the Earth is closest to the sun, and the name of that event is called perihelion, and that happens about two weeks after the December solstice, when it's winter in the northern hemisphere and summer in the southern hemisphere. 
the distance that the sun is or the earth is from the sun at that time is 90, a little over 91 million miles. So it's actually 91 million 402,640 miles. So that is when the earth is simply closest to the sun at perihelion. And it's so interesting. You People never, like particularly high school kids and younger kids, always think, well, well, if it's summertime in North America, the sun must, or the earth must be closest to the sun. And it's actually just the opposite of that, which is interesting. So conversely, the earth is furthest away from the sun. That's what is what is called aphelion. That's two weeks after the June solstice, when the Northern Hemisphere is enjoying the warmth of the summer months. And that distance is 94,509,460 miles. So the average distance of the sun away from Earth, if you do all those numbers at the end of the day, is roughly just a little bit under 93 million miles. Again, the Goldilocks zone. Thank goodness, right? Not too hot or not too cold. So I hope you got a lot out of this episode. There's some great information about the sun. Thank you so much for joining me this week. You can find out more about today's show as well as upcoming episodes by visiting obsessedwiththeweather.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you're listening to your podcasts on. And again, visit obsessedwiththeweather.com to find out more. And I hope you have an awesome week and we'll look forward to hearing or look forward to talking to you next week.